Local Soccer Matters podcast on Garden County Sport with your host, Dan Gorman. Hello and welcome back again to another episode of Garden County Sports Soccer Podcast, Local Soccer Matters. Today we're joined on the line by Trevor O'Brien of Newtown United. The reason we have Trevor joining us today is because this Saturday will mark the fifth anniversary of the day that Desi Waters stuck the ball in the Tolga Park net and saw Newtown United from Wicklow Wicklow defeat Shelburne of the League of Ireland, which um, five years on still brings back very happy memories for myself and uh, no doubt all of Newtown United as well and Newtown in general. Um, before we get on to Lane, before we get on to Trevor, sorry, uh, just a few few things to catch up on today. The big news is obviously that Anya Gorman, the Indiscary woman with over 100 caps for Republic of Ireland, she had been retired. She kind of shocked shocked the nation a bit when she announced her retirement, despite being fit and well and only being 30 years of age. Well, today she announced her own retirement, as, as you might say. Um, so she will be back for the competitive fixtures, the Euro qualifiers against Greece and Montenegro. Also included in that uh, squad was Claire Walsh and Louise Quinn. So it'll be three week Lyman back representing us again. So best of luck to them in the qualifiers. And as we began, the League of Ireland came back to, well, the Premier Division came back. Uh, so congratulations to Liam Scales who came on the second half to replace the injured Joey O'Brien and was part of the Shamrock Rovers team who beat Bowes 1-0 thanks to a late winner from Aaron Green the match was meant to be on television but um, Storm Dennis the high winds and everything with that meant that it wasn't safe to broadcast up in the TV gantries it's unfortunate they make do a radio commentary um, commiserations to Kilpeter Steve McGuinness who was on the bench for Bohemians that game he's the second choice goalkeeper so far it seems <coughs> At Damon Park, and then also on Friday night, Daryl Connor played for Cork City as they went down 1 0 home to Shells, which obviously disappointing start to the season for Dara and for Cork. Um, this Friday, we'll see Dara travel to Tala to take on Shamrock Rovers, who, due to O'Brien's injury, may well have Liam Scales in the starting lineup. So it'll be very good to see if the two former Ackletown boys do line up against each other and former UCD teammates as well. Um, Friday, we'll also see Bray Wanderers return to action. They're a gay away to Cabotini on Friday night in Stradbrook. So we'll hope to bring you some kind of report or reaction from that. Um, plenty of Wicklow players uh, outside of Bray will also be playing for, well, Cabin Teeley, but Drahada, Wexford, Tom Murphy, and Wexford, there's plenty more throughout the county and the country, so we'll try and keep you up to date with all them next week. Um, you have not missed anything in the Wicklow League. Unfortunately, Storm McCare and Storm Dennis saw to that. Um, yeah, fixtures obliterated over the last two weekends, so it meant nice weekends off for myself, but um, no doubt it's a fixture headache now. I'm to squeeze in two more weekends of fixtures, and it's already late February, so it's... Um, Something for the fixes straight to look forward to. Um, so look, that's that's all the, the preamble. So we'll get on to the, the big interview today. So as I said, it's five years ago to Saturday that Trevor Bryan led Trevor Bryan and Rory Hackett and Gary Kelly led Newton United to Park for a Leinster Senior Cup match. Um, it was built up well. It was People are obviously in Newtown hoping for a win, praying for a victory. The odds were stacked against them physically. Uh, I think in terms of literally odds, it was 28 to 1 on for Shells to win. So um, nobody outside Newtown really gave them a chance. I was the only member of the media there that day. And it genuinely is a day that will live with me. Um, I love the day. To, to, to just, I wish I was from Newtown. I wish I could have thrown a Newtown jersey and get in with them in the, in the vans because it was brilliant. I went Desi Waters, headed home at the eighth minute. The place exploded and I'd never heard noise like it. Then they, they cheered Newtown as loud as I could hear it for the, the six, seven minutes that I was left. And Shells never had a hope. So look, Trevor Bryan obviously has a lot more insight than I can offer. So we'll let Trevor take it from here. 
And now we're joined online very graciously by Newtown United legend and stalwart Trevor Bryan. Trevor, how are you doing today? How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, so look, obviously today we're here to talk about Newtown United. It's one of their, their greatest ever days. It's uh, for anyone who doesn't know, five years ago today, Newtown went to Talco Park and beat Shelburne, who were at the time the League of Ireland first division side in the Leinster Senior Cup. Um, just before we get to that, the captain that day of Newtown was Shane Mooney. Now, Shane, Shane's father, Tom, sadly passed away recently. Um, the funeral's there on Monday, so our condolences will go to Shane, obviously, and all his family, and Kirsty and Kim, who I would have met at, uh, well, the amount of events I went to at Newtown between Wicklow Hope final days and promotions for this match and that match. So I got to know Kirsty and Kim through that, and they gave me plenty of stick for Shane, but it's a lover countdown and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, thoughts go to the family there, obviously. Um, Fair play, but, thanks, Sam. Uh, but uh, obviously, yeah, we're here today to discuss that day in Tolko Park. Um, so, just before we get to the match itself, Trevor, um, this competition, was this something you'd entered many times before or how many times had you been in it at that stage? Um, to be brutally honest with you, I, I don't ever remember being in it. Um, quite possibly uh, after the, the first time we won the league in 2010, we could have been in it. Um, I don't have much memory of it ever, of it ever being in it. But going into the, heading into the competition, I suppose, we had... Uh, we were sort of told of all the, the permutations and what you could get and who you could get. So we sort of, uh, that year we were drawn against Tallow City. So uh, we'd heard a few bits and bobs about them and that, uh, that we, we they could be got at. So we sort of said, look, we'll give it a lash. And that's sort of the way we took it. We, all, we, we went at it because it was at the first game and it was like a pre-season game almost for us. Mm. Like the league hadn't started. So we went into the, the basically... We give it a lash, obviously, but um, from my knowledge, and um, like that, I don't ever remember us entering the competition before. So I, I think that was our first ever year, but it could be totally wrong on that now. And what was the joint? Like, was it between the managers, the players? Who was the one who said, "Let's give this a lash"? I think I think we, as a as a committee, we sort of just said, obviously, we as winning the league, you get to enter the competition, of course. Um, so we we used this sort of shy away from Leinster competitions because obviously with Newtown here it's a, it's a big Gaelic town as well so you, you're you're talking early <clears throat> early into our season anyway where you'd be asking lads to play games and you know more often than not they'd still be involved in championships and so on so the later league started kind of always suited us but this, this year we sort of said you know what we'll enter in we get it going see where we're at and just give it a lash we'll just go at it like we're, we've earned the right to get into the competition so I think that was the thing behind it that we said we probably wouldn't have got games until September mm. we're waiting on the league to start so we said you know what it's a good opportunity to get games in as well so and, and how right we were <laughs> yeah like obviously the cliche is you're not there to make up the numbers and every team will say that but did you just for a second think you said obviously have the success you did either no, well, look, listen, we might as well always, I'll be brutal on it. Um, we, we were just hoping to, to get an extra couple of games in. Um, obviously, we were fortunate to get a boy, I think, within the second round. And um, But, uh, no, we, 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 on the day, uh, we were drawn against Bluebell. A lot of people forget that, uh, that we actually played and beat Bluebell up there in their home ground, which was for me, it was massive anyway, and I know for anyone else that, that knows junior football knew that was a major scalp. But uh, we were we were just sort of saying to ourselves, you know what, it's another game, it's another day out, essentially. 
and then of course the the, the, the big one came along with the, the draw against Shelburne. So uh, no, I think I think it'd be absolute lying to say that we set out saying right, let's go and <laughs> compete or challenge. You know, obviously we we always said win win every game, but it wouldn't have been in our wildest dreams to get to where we got to win it. End of the day, or the night you got shells, I, I, if I remember correctly, Gary Kelly went up to Abbottstown for the draw. Would that be right? We'd possibly with you. <laughs> that was team. correct, yeah. There's a, there's a, if you, a really, really quick backstory to that. Um, Gary went up with uh, Paul Lee, who's our treasurer this year. And um, ironically enough, he brought Desi Waters along with him. But Desi, if anyone, <laughs> especially in Newtown, and a few in Bray would remember, Desi actually left us uh, that season to go play with uh, Shamrock Boys. But he knew after he was just grew so frustrated with the league and lack of games and so on. And he, uh, Shamrock Boys at the time were obviously in Leinster Senior League. And um, he knew quite soon that look, it wasn't for him and he wanted to come back. So that night he actually went up. He signed a transfer uh, uh, to get the Desi went up to push his transfer through. So, uh, and of course, as anyone knows, Desi was going to score the winning goal. So there's, there's irony for you as well. I didn't know that. That's a good little one. Um, and when you got the text or the call from Gary or Paul saying it's shells away, what were you thinking straight away? We called them lawyers and among <laughs> other things, we didn't believe them. No, we what we done is we gathered about fourteen of us, fifteen of us gathered up for some finger food for our then sponsors in the Mount Kennedy Inn. Uh we're, we're, we've we've since moved, we're we're sponsored by the Druids well club now and brought a lot of trophies back there and hope to keep doing so. But that that year we were with Mount Kennedy Inn. And uh, that Monday night, there was about 14 of us up in the pub waiting to see who we got. And uh, we got a call to say that we'd be, uh, we were drawn against Shelburne, of course. We didn't believe it. And he arrived in through the doors then about 20 minutes later. And we were all waiting to hear the exact. And we were all looking on, see if it's a final online and all this. And uh, then, of course, Paul, Gary, and uh, Teddy came in. And Paul was the one who broke the news that he said we'd be playing either Bray or Bowes if we beat Shelburne and Tolkien. And I'd say there was a, a chair that could be held up and talk, a chair that could be held up and talk about so it was that night we were delighted we couldn't believe it so yeah that was great it was amazing it was received really well and we just couldn't believe it you know like, I wouldn't say stuff for dreams but like to be told that you're going to play a league of Ireland opposition with your local club or be it manager kitman physio player whatever or supporter even to say that you could look forward to that day. It was a, a very special moment, I'm saying. And you'd have to refresh my memory. Between finding out you had shells, how long a wait was there between finding out and actually getting to play the match? Oh, God, that's a, that's a tough one now. I, I remember, right? Like, it was a decent bit of length. It was. It was a, I think it was, you're close to, it was a month, I think it was, a month in between as now. Um, because, or if not a little bit more, it was, it was a bit of a wait now for the game. Because and how I know is that we were training one night a week at the time, and that night, that Monday, we all sort of said, right. Well, in fairness, it was the players that came and said, look, we need to go to just fitness wise. So we brought in uh, Colin Devlin, who's a personal trainer down Drew's Glen. He uh, he came on board um, and done strength condition with the lads, and it was massively vital. Like it, it it showed really on the day like that we had put in the extra shift. So there was a while, there was, I think it was about four weeks now, like, I'm not too sure, it's not a bit longer before the game actually happened. And how hard does it keep that focus on Andy McAvoy stuff and like that, when they're thinking it was, look, it over there? Listen, it'd be, it'd be, 
uh, total lie for me personally anyway. Um, I know I constantly have one eye on it because, amongst other things, there was so much work that went into that game, the, the Shelburne game. It was absolutely uncharted territory for any of us. Um, so, like, there's all well and good getting prepared for cup finals and everything, but this is just a whole different ball game. So, um, I'd like to say that we still give our absolute everything, but I think I think that season, whilst it was an absolutely amazing season, uh, I, I would be hard not to have got distracted by the run in Leicester Senior Cup. I mean, like, it, it quite possibly will never be done again. And I mean, no disrespect to anybody, and I'd absolutely rowing behind any week of team if they went on that run. But to say that year that that junior club went and done what happened, I think I think you'll be forgiven to take your eye off the ball domestically. I mean, don't forget now we we won the Jim McLaughlin Premier Trophy that year, which was a massive thing for us because it meant that we 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 kept up a run of winning at least one trophy in 2010 which was uh, with everything that was going on it was a massive massive achievement but definitely it would be, from my perspective anyway I always had one eye on the, the, the Shelburne game because there was so much going on around it so I think it'd be fair to say that And when you fast forward to the week of the game then how hard, I think it was yourself and obviously Gary's involved um, how hard was it to pick that team was it something you picked weeks in advance or was it the night before how <laughs> well, to, to be honest with you um Myself, that year, myself and Rory Hacker were oh, joint managers. And then, no, no, and of course, Gary Kelly, like, disrespectful to the man to say he was in the system and he was, he was just as, every bit as important, if not more, uh, on the management team. And between the three of us, what we used to, we, we sort of, uh, an unspoken tradition that we'd meet up the night before, uh, Cup final. Usually, sometimes with the lads, sometimes with just ourselves and we'd hang on and we'd then pick the team. Um, it was it was a tricky one, and I tell you one one thing I have to say right now for Harry Kelly only for him. There, there's no way that the day would have went off the way it did. Never mind the football side, but everything else he's doing, people with their tops, flags, everything. He was just the work to put in was just immense, and that night was 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 testament too. He came to the meeting and he had to go drive around. He was dropping off tops and everything, so everybody going to the game had black and white. It's just amazing. But well, that night, we were sitting out to pick him and the debate was between a couple of players and who to do and what to do and what was the best way. And eventually, all three were settled and we were happy with our team. And uh, it didn't take too long. It didn't take too long. There was a couple of decisions to make. But in the end, we made the right calls because uh, the player in question obviously went on to score the winner. And of course, we had uh, Dean Odlum in our, in our ranks who was uh, flying with the Wicklow County, the senior team at the time. So he came back in around, and the plan was to, to utilise him to the best of our ability. And I think, think that happened. Dino come on and uh, basically changed the game as well for us. So no, it was, it was, um, it was tough enough to pick a team to, to select the squad, I suppose. But uh, in the end, in the end uh, it all worked out well. And would that have been the most nervous you've ever been for a match? Uh, on the way up, uh, I um, this is where the case shapes me. And on the way up, I just had a feeling something because something could happen. And the more I told myself that, the more nervous I got. And I don't, I say this for myself. I don't usually do nerves. I just get really excited. But that day I was nervous. When I came out to the warm up, and 
you just see like the scale of it. Like we we got there ridiculous year. <laughs> we were there like an hour and a half before kickoff, if not more. And uh, like we were just we were so pumped up and ready and didn't know what to expect or what to do. But for me then, like I sort of set out to try and spot anybody who was nervous or whatever, which I was hard not to be. Like you know, it was for the somebody older, as uh, like of a PJ down and Amelia there. Like PJ on that that day was invaluable to the younger lads. Like he settled down so many lads, but enough of it he didn't settle down me. <laughs> but uh, no, I uh, it, it was be, it was quite nerve wracking. But um, it was just I think uh, the the overriding sensation was excitement as well. And like as I said earlier, like you had won a trophy. Like I was, I wouldn't even now we're starting counting the trophies you won in the last ten years in Newtown. Like it's every year doubles, trebles, all over the shop. But this, like walking out that day, I, I imagine that doesn't compare to any domestic final like that feeling. Talk about eight hundred Newtown fans or whatever it was. It must have just been unique, completely unique. Yeah. Now again, as I say, I'm only speaking on me, my behalf here now. But I have to say, honestly, as a whole, as a day, it, there's nothing to match it. It was probably the best day we've ever had. But if I'm going to speak, me personally, winning, walking out, and uh, on the Wicklow Cup final day as manager trainer, coach, anything of Newtown is something very, very special. But that day rivaled it or came close to it. But I if I'm being honest with you now Dan, uh, you can't be a Wicklow Cup final. Any any person in involved in Wicklow football will and that has been lucky enough to get to a Wicklow Cup final will know that feeling. That walk out in front of your team or behind them and then if you're lucky enough to win one, that feeling just looking at everybody so is that the, the the sensation in in Tolka that day and the absolute the atmosphere and all? I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And dare I say it, I probably won't ever again. But um, no, I think it's very hard to compete with a Wicklow Cup final. To be brutally honest with you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, do you remember the team you played that day? Sorry, beg your pardon. Do you remember the team that played that day? Yes, I do. Yes, I would. I remember. Uh, I remember the team that started. Yeah, I remember the subs. I can remember. I remember nearly every kick of the ball, to be honest. And the one thing I, I'm so raging, I, I had no recollection of who scored the goal because it, it seemed like an age for the ball to go into the net. Yeah, no, but I, I know the teams that say, yeah, we had Kieran McGurl and goals. Now, Mark Emilio was right back with Billy Clark and CJ Down, and you had Shuey Sinner was left full. Um, Matthew Kennedy and Shane Moo was in the middle. I believe Marky Williams was on one wing. I think Shawnee Heff. And who, because we played, do we play three in the middle? And um, we had Mark Fitt was up front doing all the work, who done an absolutely amazing job. I think I'll master name the team or yeah, probably yeah, that. Yeah, in front of me, that was it, yeah. Then yeah, Dean Adam no, came yeah. on, and then Glenn and Luke Dean Adam came on, yeah. And, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Glenn, Cardi, come on, Luke, Martin, come on. But Dean, Mark Fitt, you see, Mark Fitt, the work Mark Fitz done that day set us up. Now, everybody across the pitch was absolutely sensational. Uh, PJ Downing should, my God, um, look like he's playing at that level all his life. And uh, but the work Mark Fitz done against their defenders and their, it was absolutely heartbreaking for them to see. They're probably thinking to themselves, right, finally we got rid of, rid of him. They're bringing on Dean Nodlin, who was one of the gifted footballers in Wicklow ever. But uh, he was. He, uh, then Dean just brought in just a little bit of, bit of cuteness a little bit just uh, smartness in front of goal and got the ball rolling you know and 
he gave them a different gave them something different to think about. But now it was a for the cracking team out that day for some fairness. Uh, I read like obviously I got my report. I googled the report this morning and read it back. That's why the team. But like I genuinely got little goose on reading that report again of the day because yeah. obviously I'm not from Newtown. Never will be from Newtown probably. But it felt like I was from Newtown that day. Like it was 800. I think it was 800 fans. That's the reason I had that in my head. I was the only fan yeah. of the box by myself, and I had no one to share the moment with. Like because I turn around no, and just by myself. So. I, I know, I know. It was unreal. Like, it was just, it was a brilliant, was, brilliant day. The, those last sort of five minutes, of course, we got a, a DVD made up, and uh, you watch it back, you get emotional. Like I do, get emotional watching Love Right Line. But it's near the end when the the Newtown chance come, and I know it sounds ridiculous. Like if I was, if I was a rat new man, and it was right, anybody in that situation, but here and how loud it was. No one, I can never describe or articulate just how loud. That, that no matter how many people are in that crowd, I think it was just so clear. Newtown and that like that will stick with me forever. Like they were talking about, like get the shakes, I get the goosebumps, as you say. But like you know, right then at the end when the final whistle went, I got caught up in the whole thing. I was just so determined to get over and shake hands with the uh, Shell's manager and like. Was Kevin Darty? I Kevin can't even Darty. remember. Who. I just made a V-line from um, Gary Fitzpatrick, who was, uh, I think he was the chairman at the time. He did this big jump and came running at me, and I thought he can see something me, I'm like shooting away because I want to be all respectful and shake hands. But at the end of the day, when that happened, I didn't know where to go. <laughs> there was a big crowd cheering and jumping. I'm like, it was just sensation. Like, you just couldn't sink in because, and this is what I'm trying to say to you, when you're going up and you're like, I think you have a chance. You're meeting everyone, you're like, just keep it respectable. And you're right to say that. The reason why I was saying, and it wasn't just me, I just thought we could get at them. There was areas where they were poor, and there was areas where I thought we had an advantage over them. And in fairness to Rory and Gary, they were just saying, look, if we keep it to nil-nil as long as we can, we have a chance. But if, if the floodgates open early, look, just hang on in there. And we just bitch went back to the wall. So, and in the second half, I don't think there's anybody who was at the game or has ever seen the game can't deny. We were much the better team for nearly the entirety of the second half. And that's, I don't know if that's bragging or boasting, but I think it's a fact. And it was just a game plan that we had. And it's a very simple one. Defend, be strong, don't give up. Run as hard as you can. And when we get a chance, let's try and take it. And and essentially it worked to a three. So when you're walking off and you're talking to Gary or Rory or whoever, you know, the legends of the club, Patrick Clark, the Paul Lees, the Lenny McCabe's, you know, all these lads, and you're saying to them, you're like, they're, they're just so excited and happy for you. And you're like, there, we actually said, we actually said to the lads, if we can do this, there's a chance we could, we could get something. And none of us really actually, like I'm saying to you that I thought we could get something out of it. That's very easy for me to say now. But I did think we could get something. And what something could have been is a goal. Or, you know, keeping it to 2-0. Like, beat them, you know, was wildest dream sort of thing. And when it happened then, you're like, geez, we didn't realise the magnitude of it like there and then. Like, you go back into the dressing rooms and to their clubhouse and you see the photos of Deportivo, Lacarunia, and all these teams who played. And there's us, Newtown from Wicklow. They're gone up and beating them in their own pitch. It was just amazing. And as you said, like the second half, these were incredible. But like Shane Mooney was very unlucky to score a header, and then before the corner that 
the goal came from Dean Adlam's nearly scored an absolute belter as well. So it wasn't like one chance smashing. Oh, around, like, absolutely no, absolutely not. Not a chance. I know it looked like it, but the, the, the minute the goal was born, and I think it was 86, 87 minutes. It was really yeah. late on. 88 minutes, like, I didn't think it was that late. I didn't realise you were so close to the end. But you're looking at it, and I look at I remember at uh, one stage, Matty Kennedy broke down the ball, and uh, Mooney just drove straight through the heart and, and played it out, and that's when Dean got this clip. And what a strike. Mm. Like, oh, and, and by the way, what a save from the keeper. Yeah. And the keeper made two cracking saves that day. And then, of course, we have to defend well at times. And if Gerard McGarrett came out and caught some lovely balls as well, touch one around the post near the end for us. But, like, that, we were we were well on top in that second half. They, if, if anything, they were looking for things to break away on us. Like, they were looking for Adjusa on the hop. But I just really think from that, every time I look back, I was like, we were, now we absolutely rode our luck so many times in the first half. There were so many balls played fast. Six yard box that could have been oh geez anything little touch anything but like when we when we attacked them in the second half they were sort of like what what are these doing this isn't in the script like so it was just they're dead right like we had them under the cost for a good bit of the second half before the match shells they were 28 to 1 on to win the match which is like obviously just ridiculous odds and then I think of the 11 they put out that day I think 8 of them started their league campaign so it wasn't by any means second string or anything like that at all that was probably at the time what Kevin thought was his full strength team so like 100% the kids or anything like that they could be insulted to say it wasn't the real shells it was like they took oh well listen I'm so I'm so glad you said that look at <laughs> when you come from a little town village or anything you know yourself there's always going to be someone that will knock you down and in fairness it, it has to be said 99.9% of people here were just absolutely over like there wasn't work done for three days, four days. I know I didn't go to work for a week. You know, like, it was just mayhem. But we did hear the ask oh, not the real shells and see who they play in their league game. We went to watch, a couple of us went to watch them uh, the week before they played us. And that's where this little bit of a idea that, all right, there's a, they have a few players that are average if they play against. And the majority of them did. And like you said there for the league game, there was only three changes. Now, if we make three changes to a team, you know, it's like it's it was we it was just absolutely further vindication of what an achievement it was because it was the closest to their full strength team as it could be. And uh, yeah, no, it was, I think that for me, it's silly enough, but like I think that for me really gave us uh, just put another little feather in the cap for me personally, anyway, because I had gotten getting embroiled and a couple of people saying oh it wasn't this or wasn't that when really I should have just enjoyed today mm-hmm. but uh, no it was it was a, it was a massive uh, what would you call it say? it was a tip of the hat I suppose and look they were just going out to play this game and win this game and the fact that we beat them you know it was just even better I suppose and just to focus on obviously the man the moment the, the match winner Desi Waters when that header went in did you have any idea who scored how he scored did you care did you know? I hadn't I'm going to be honest with you, I hadn't a clue. The only thing I could see was the ball in the air, a bit of a scramble. Then I looked and there was about 15, 20 people running past me celebrating. And Billy Clarkson was standing on the line. So I was convinced Billy got the touch. So I hadn't. I didn't even ask anybody. I didn't. Even, I don't know if anybody even called it out. I haven't a clue. I didn't have a notion to score. And uh, it wasn't last words when uh, Richard Franey Freckle and uh, Desi were hoping that Celebrating, I just I was jumping with him and I said, Who scored? 
And then she goes with me. <laughs> and what we done, what we do for most performers, we do first those for So everyone pays in two euro when you pull out mate. And um, everyone's attention towards the who had busy, you know. So it was, was it, I wasn't the only ones that didn't know. It was crazy. I hadn't a clue. I hadn't a note. You obviously alluded to a slide there, but the celebrations, like I remember those videos at the time of We All Dream with Team Bichet Mooney's going around and there was some brilliant oh, videos yeah. online and I'd say, I'd say Newton doesn't sleep for about a few days. No, honestly, I, honest to God, now that, that Sunday night was just, it was surreal now, you know, to be honest with you, the Sunday night I was like, well, I'm happy enough to go out now, the, with handshakes and all, and this for everyone, you know, all of us were in the same boat. But then the, the Monday, it was busier than any day I've ever seen. Like, we had a... Yeah, I, I know myself perfectly. I was on the beer till the Wednesday anyway. You know, it was it was crazy. And every time, like, someone would just bring it back up, you know, or start singing or talking about it. Or, but, yeah, no, it was, that, was, that was amazing. That was... It was just a blur for three or four days. Crazy. And if I remember, I think Bose and Bray are playing the same time. So he was obviously, when he's a calm down, would have realised... With Bowes at home, so to speak, next, would you? I presume, yeah, that was, yeah, that was it. We were, we were obviously all sort of hoping for Bray, you know. And <laughs> a few people were sort of like, Oh, look, if we played in the Carlisle and all this, I was like, Imagine playing Bray in a competitive game mm-hmm. in Carlisle, like that'd be something to go home about. And obviously, Bowes beat them on Penno, so they did, yeah. And then, <clears throat> of course, we were the home team, uh, there was talk then at the time, the big debate was whether to reverse it, go up or of course obviously went against that and uh, you know we, we set up our stall to go and played him in the Carlisle ground of course there was a date change for that game as well I think it was originally fixed for the 3rd of May and it got pushed out for the 10th of May I think it was so uh, we had all everything geared up for the 3rd so again if the if the Shelburne game uh, organ, to be organised was anything to go by the, the Organization that went into the Bowes game was absolutely incredible. Like there was a team of I think fifteen to twenty people. Like Ali just took control of it, and oh, and Gary Fitzpatrick and everything, which <coughs> left sort of where uh, Rory, myself, and Gary. Now Gary again, of course, still was so instrumental to to that season. But like left us then to concentrate the team a little bit more. So it was massive help. But what what organization went into that game? So we sort of. On the way home, you sort of forget, like, you're listening out, like, we would never, unless any lads had bets on the game, you'd never be really listening out to see who's winning between Bowes and Bray, you know? But for us, we wanted to find out we were playing the next round of the cup competition, so it was crazy. And I presume after the Shells game, he's looking at Bowes thinking, Corky fans, their chances there, like, why not? Oh, no, we were, like, after, we were saying to ourselves, then, Bowes, like, right, whatever, that's, whatever about uh, deserving, like, it's going to be very hard to do it again, and, you know, you're going up a level and all this and like I think we did again the training we ramped up the training and everything and we got knocked out of a couple of domestic cups you know, yourself and there was you know, we sort of started saying to ourselves right what are we prioritising here but it was so hard not to get caught up in it all like it was <coughs> suppose to, to, to sum up that season the day we played bowls in the Carlisle grounds Ash Rovers won the league down in Wicklow and Everyone was good, you know, everyone, we were gooded, like, about that. Ashford totally deserved it, like, you know, totally worthy champions that year, but, like, we were just so, I think, never mind, like, the disappointment, obviously, of, 
exposed. But like we had such an amazing run, like you know. But then the sort of it starts sinking in that you know the league's gone from us again. So I mean that's 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 why that season was that like if you really look at it. Then a couple of nights later, then we had to play. We were back in league action, and then I think the following week it was we played right now in the cup one. We we won four 0 uh, down in Wicklow, and that was massive for the season as well. It really did cap off a keep it, just just bring another trophy home. It was just you know just kept us in that that the routine, shall I even say, the routine of just winning trophies. So it was uh, it was massive that year. But no, definitely we we we. We definitely took our, uh, our eye off the ball in that season domestically, 100%. But it seemed like the beating Chelsea thing is kind of thing that in 40 years' time, you could be down the pub and you'll say, Jay, remember that day? And it'll always be always be there, like in folklore. But, hey, but like here we are, then, nearly five years on, and like we were only talking about the other night, we were saying, does anybody other than Newtown and some, like most football people in Wicklow that are still involved. Does anyone else really remember it, you know? And we're sort of saying about it, like, it's will it ever drift? And it's not always the answer. It never would be forgotten. Like, even if it's us that bangs the drum every year on Facebook or whatever it may be. But, like, it's just something, as I said, it's very easy for me to sit here as a Newtown man and haven't been involved that day. Uh, but if, like, if that was right new, Glen Cormac, Wicklow Town, anybody, anybody to, to do the Ashford, like, it's just incredible. Like, you know, just for Wicklow football, it just was such a boost. Now, it didn't last too long, unfortunately, but, I mean, <clears throat> you can never forget it. Like, and then, as you say, in 10 years' time, 12 years' time, whatever we have, like, just the other day, I stumbled across a program for the Bowes game, and you're looking at it, and you're like, my God, he couldn't believe what he's done. Like, and as I said earlier, and I don't want to really, but, like, the day we went up to Bluebell, we, that was just, that was even more incredible in my eyes. Not uh, not a bigger achievement, obviously, but today, like, <laughs> again, only us that were involved, we went up there with 30 players. One who was injured was never coming, never gone on the pitch. And the other one got a lift up with Desi, <laughs> who just transferred. So Desi was coming up to watch the game and he was bringing one of the players, which we got an injury early on. They still hadn't arrived and it was just mayhem and like we won that game on penals and the, the Bluebell manager took off his second choice keeper who started the game and brought on his first choice and there was drama and all of this and it was just like that day was incredible. I thought that was it. We're not going to go any higher here. And then we obviously we got drawn against Shells. That was a big thing. But like even that, think about that. Those are the little things that we'll remember. You know, as a team, as a group, as a squad, as a club. But, like, no one else would really think of it. But that's the way it should be, you know. Like, runs like this have to be, you know, there has to be memories in it for everyone involved. Yeah. But, like, everyone will remember the Shells game. But and a lot, of course, everyone remember the Bowles game. But the Shells, you just automatically go straight back to Shelburne. But when we did that, the Open Bluebell was just amazing as well. But, like, oh, yeah, no, it was just an incredible run. Yeah, and as I said, a year, a year that'll never be forgotten. Oh, no, it'll, it'll never be forgotten. No, it'll not on air end anyway. It'll never be forgotten. Sure, we we couldn't like we. It just it brought us on so much as a club, as a team, like as well. We'd already just been winning so much, and like no, sorry, when I say so much, we like we were picking up trophies, we were getting into finals, we were winning, but like then to just on the crest of that wave, that that was just pinnacle then, like of what we achieved as 
as a team and as a club, like where we got them to. So you can never forget that. Here, here. Listen, Trevor, thanks very much for reminiscing with me. Um, it's been lovely. And no it, problem, uh, thanks. It was a day I enjoyed it. Not as much as you, I'm sure, but a, joy, a day I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed as well. I know you were, you were a band that day. Definitely. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Thanks a million, Dan. Thanks, thanks for it. Thanks. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. A massive thank you once again to Trevor Ryan there for joining us. Um, it was something I was, uh, I, I thought about this, having Trevor on or someone from Newtown. Um, when I first came up with the podcast idea, when the first thing they did, believe it or not, was Google the Shells Newtown game. I said it was February, so I knew down the line I'd hope to have somebody on. So thanks very much, Trevor. Um, I think he spoke pretty well. He, he didn't hold back. He was very honest in all his opinions. Um, he always is. And yeah, I think it's his, uh, his young age, probably safe to say he's a Newtown legend and perhaps even a Wicker League legend. And he's a very big part in that day. I've lived with a lot of people for a long time, including myself. Um, so that's all for this week. Keep an eye on the page over the weekend. We'll obviously try our best to have all the League of Ireland updates. I've just touched upon the intro, Bray Wanderers are back. Plus, there's a host of Wicked lads everywhere else in the country doing their best for their respective sides. Hopefully the weather is good this weekend and we get a lot of Wicked action. Um, we'll hope to obviously have at least one match covered, if not two. And then we'll have the usual team of the week, teammates' questions. Everything else returning, fingers crossed. Again, weather committing. Um, so listen, thanks very much. Like and share the podcast. Subscribe, rate it, whatever is the the usual thing that you do with these things and as always interact with the page shout out anything you want to say let us know we'll do our best thanks very much take it easy talk to you again Local Soccer Matters podcast on Garden County Sport with your host Dan Gorman